everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. One of the best things about this job are the surprises. You never know what someone's going to say. At least I never do. Um, I don't know what I'm going to ask half the time. And so literally there are surprises on a regular basis through virtually every episode that we make of this conversation. But another big piece is who it is that I'm going to talk to. Now, a lot of my guests I know and have known for quite some time. A lot of my guests are pretty good friends. But some of them I, I, I've only known of and, and I've just met. Some of them I had never even really heard of. And someone has said, you got to talk to this person. That's happened a few times. And those have been wonderful surprises. Because I, I go in almost completely cold. I know a name and I know a little bit here and there. But I like to find out about people as I'm talking to them. And Aaron Bean is certainly one of those people. Aaron's quite a bit younger than me. He's probably half my age, right? And I didn't know who Aaron was before. Uh, but a good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, introduced us. And I had a wonderful conversation with Aaron. And I'm, I'm struck by how much wisdom somebody that I consider so young can have. And I'm struck by it, I think, because I don't think I was like that at all. All I feel like I look back when I was in my, my 20s in particular, and I'm just like, I had no idea what I was doing on a, on a daily basis. And Aaron doesn't come across like that to me at all. I was very pleasantly surprised at what he brought to the table regarding his passion, and he talked about how he handles conflict. He gives advice to introverted people, and that really resonates with me. And he really talks a lot about community. And the, the, the title of this is that community is built, not found. And I think that that in and of itself is extremely profound, especially for today's day and age. And I hand it to Aaron for, for bringing that concept to me and really hammering it home. Enjoy this one. He's pretty great. Aaron Bean. Hey, hey. Where are you from? Well, I am. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, I didn't. Know uh, that. Yeah, but I currently live in Chicago, Illinois, and I've been there for the past nine years. So you're a Chicagoan now. Chicagoan. It's like I'm so Chicagoan that today on my way down here, I said that I'm going to Southern Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, okay. So we should start off real fast by saying that we are in the same room. Yes, we are. We are we are literally approximately seven or eight feet away from each other, um, but we're doing this via Zoom anyway, so that the format is the same and that we can re be recorded on video. Anyway, that's out of the way, but that's what's up. Uh, it's a little strange. It's a little different. First time for this, but I I like it. Um, tell me more about yourself, then. Richmond to Chicago. What do you do in Chicago? I am a wedding photo filmmaker. I do photos, I do videos, um, and I also have a production company that I'm building 
uh, to do more videos because I really like video. Why do you do what you do? Uh, I do what I do because I love creating. Like I've always been a creator. I have been a musician my whole life mm. and I love making music. And then uh, I like got a camera once and started making dumb videos in my like parents' front yard. And then I was like, I really like making videos. So then I started making videos. And then someone was like, do you want to film my wedding? And I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay, let's do that. So I did that a few times and went, this is really great because I'm a hyperly extroverted, super super oh. social person. Oh, yeah. And so I got to meet a bunch of people on a right. day that everyone's happy. Right. And I was like, this is fantastic. For the most part, yeah. I love this. Everyone's happy. And I get to make a video about love and yeah. like, oh, it's great. <laughs> So, so weddings are your jam. Weddings are my jam. You're born to do this. Yeah. I typically, in normal times, I would meet 150 to 200 new people every single weekend. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Now it's down to like 30, but still great. Right. 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 I I just had this conversation with my mom the other day. She said, I'm an, she said, she said, she's an introvert. And I said, I'm an introvert too. I can do the extrovert thing, but I'm the guy at the park. I'll go in the corner at the wedding. And sit at my table and eat cake. And if people come over, I'll talk to anybody. Like, I don't care who it is. But I'm not out making it happen. You're the guy out making it happen. Yeah, I'm on the dance floor and I'll be screaming at the people, dance, dance more. Right. And I'm (laughs) the guy in the corner saying, don't look at me and tell (laughs) me to dance. Because I'm going to be like, I don't... I'm not going to dance. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, I never go and grab the person that's sitting down and say dance. I'm always you're not on the dance that floor. Far. I'm not oh, that right. guy. You're not that guy, right? No, no, right, no, right, no, no. Right. I'm yeah. like, you introverts can be over there. I'm going to be in the middle of the dance floor with the extroverts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we could coexist then. Yeah, that exactly. Would be fine. Yeah. Now, so now you're doing that with a camera, essentially. You're doing what you like to do. You're doing what yep. you're born to do. You're just getting paid for it. Yeah, which is awesome it's it's great when your when your passion becomes your career yeah not just a job like yeah. this is my career uh it's it, it it just you have so much fun and it becomes your life really quick though along those lines how do you keep okay so a lot of people i know not a lot of people but a lot of people i have spoken to have said things like i used to love photography, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. I used to love music. I used to love this out of the other thing. It was my hobby. It became, you know, it was a passion. It became my job. It became my career at the time. And then after X amount of years, I couldn't stand it anymore. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fine if I never pick up a camera again. Mm -hmm. Because once once I transitioned into needing to do it, right, in order to eat, Yep. It became a burden. And that, you know, may, you know, maybe that happens fast for some people, or maybe that's like a trickle that over time becomes this heavy burden or this big weight. How do you avoid that? Or yeah. is it or is that not even on is that not even in the cards for you? Is it not even a problem? So for me, I haven't found it to be a problem. Uh because whenever I well, granted I'm 27 and I'm young, so I don't I don't know what those novices have gone through necessarily so i've got that arrogance of being like young and i'm like i just love doing it that helps um so that helps youth helps youth helps (laughs) so that but one thing i actually do tell a lot of people is if your hobby becomes your career you need to set aside some time to create how you want to create and so if i had Hmm. if i had the opportune 
or like if I if my dream video was making a basketball video, yeah, or something, or like a really fun basketball video, and then but you do weddings, it's like okay, you figured out how to make money, but now you have to still make time for making that basketball video, right? Because if you don't fuel that passion, eventually it's just going to die. What does your basketball video look like? Is it wedding videos? I don't know. It's like, I don't do basketball videos, but if someone else does. Well, but what I mean to say is like, what's okay. So in your, you're doing, you're doing wedding videos to make the money. Mm -hmm. Is that also your passion? Like we talked about that, but are they one and the same for you? They are kind of one and the same, which is really lucky for me. I kind of landed in that Mm -hmm. uh, because I like making videos in general. Uh, like I, my Instagram stories can get obnoxious sometimes because I'm going to find that out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, I will post like mad. I mean, there was one time I had, I think a five minute story about how to make the proper PB and J sandwich oh. because I'm PB and J sandwiches are the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I just love creating. I love just making a video and putting it out in the world right. and saying like, here's my thing. Uh, and luckily with weddings, uh, it's, it is that I get to create something, but then it's meaningful to a lot of people. Tell me about community now. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that that's what we were going to discuss a little bit. And what, what were you saying? Community? Yeah. So I always say community is built, not found. Okay. Uh, I have seen a lot of people, uh, move into a new city or let's say start a new job and they're like, oh, I just can't find X, Y, or Z. Right. Um, and I truly believe it's not it's not someone else's responsibility to make you feel included. Mm-hmm. You have to create that space for yourself. Okay. And in Chicago, uh, I was working with a few guys, uh, Eric, mainly Eric Floberg, mm-hmm. uh, in in his apartment with uh, it's a it was a i think it was a two-bedroom apartment yeah and he had a he had a three-year-old yeah and he the three-year-old's just running around and eric's getting up every 30 seconds just to like tell the kid like don't eat that <laughs> like let's let's not kill yourself so what you do with three-year-old what you do with a three-year-old it's a big part of having a three-year-old exactly uh and i'm sitting there working along with my sound canceling headphones on and i got a ton of stuff done and eric barely got anything done mm-hmm. and he's like gosh i just wish i had a space to go to to work. And I was like, well, I kind of want a studio space. Mm. Uh, I would love a space to go work mainly to, uh, be in the city. Uh, because I, at that time I was living in the burbs of Chicago. Uh, I would love to find a space in the city and, uh, create a space where other photographers can come in. They can learn, they can teach, they can work, they can shoot, they can have parties because I was feeling that there was a lack of a photographer community in Chicago. So which I got, sounds crazy, which sounds crazy right. to me. It does. Right. Yeah. And th- like there totally is a lot of like photography communities in Chicago. But I think the biggest part was there. No, there was no actual space, like a space to go to. Mm. We had a bunch of Facebook groups where we would meet up with every once in a while. Like we had one, this one called the breakfast club where we would all go get breakfast mm. like once a month. Um, but that always felt like, oh, it's just a bunch of random people going and then we get breakfast and we talk about like the really heated topics and then we leave and there's no, and there was no actual community. It was just like, it was like the, the highlights of people's month or something, right? which some of them would be controversial and some of them wouldn't be. Right. Uh, and so I was like, where, how can we find or create a space where it's incredibly inclusive, uh, where 
anyone can come in and do anything they want, uh, but also get like get fueled by others mm-hmm. and where they can work mm-hmm. and they can be productive. So then myself, Eric Floberg, Mike Williams, and Gene Yoon all decided to create uh, a studio space where that could be a possible. Uh, it was a 900-square-foot studio space uh, in Ravenswood, Chicago. That's like the neighborhood in Chicago. But, right. uh, and where we have a shooting space, we've got a huge projector. Where, I mean, we've had people come in and do like video calls. We've had graphic designers work out of there. We have people come in and rent the space from us to work from mm. kind of like a, like a we work. Um, and it's mainly just a space for me to work out of and then cultivate community. You essentially made it happen. Yeah. Well, you, you built a community because exactly. you wanted one. Yep. So you built one. Mm-hmm. How do you handle conflict? Conflict. Oh, you look at it right in the face and you talk about it. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> It, we've got the thing about the four of us in the studio space is we are all different people, the owners specifically, yeah. and yeah. even some of the members who come in. Um, one of my best friends, uh, Jesse Schrader, he sits directly next to me, and we couldn't disagree more <laughs> on a- everything. I mean, it is music and politics and how to make a film and what is a film and what is art. Like, we disagree highly on all those, but he's one of my best friends. And so we sit down. How is that possible in today's climate? How, all right. That's, yeah. Right. You need to tell everybody <laughs> yeah. how you sit next to somebody every day that completely disagrees with you on all that stuff, politics included, and you're both still alive. I'm assuming he's still alive. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. I see that you are. I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. He's I not. I have to text him back about a job tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> how do you handle that? Uh, you, you look at the person and you say, look, no matter what you think about, no matter what you, uh, what your opinions are, like you can have them. You're allowed to have them. Hmm. And it's not my right to tell you whether or not to have them. Hmm. It's your right to have them. And we can sit across my, I've always said like, I want to be able to sit across the room for anyone I disagree with and be able to have a beer with you and just disagree with you the whole time, Hmm. but still be like, Hey, but at least this beer's good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And just, and be able to silver lining. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's and and so Jesse and I, like we disagree on a lot of things, but that's not the point. The point is that we're friends. And the point is like, we can have a community that is more than those things, which is about pushing each other forward and like taking our differences and making it the thing we create greater, uh, whether it be friendship or videos or photos. If this is all the case, all right, let's say that everything that you're saying is spot on. It doesn't sound like rocket science. You would think. Because I don't... It's not rocket science. Then why isn't it happening? Because because people don't simply sit across the table from each other and talk. Hmm. It's Is it is it the keyboard warriors? Is it... Yeah. I have the anonymity of uh, my computer in my basement in the dark and I can say whatever I want and I'm not worried. Exactly. Of, for, of repercussions. Exactly. That's it's, the piece. It's that and the other part of I'm sitting like in my Maserati yeah. just on my phone yeah. and I can text my uncle X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Or I can tweet my neighbor like X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. It's you're not simply willing to be human with someone, or American at that point even, just yeah. sit across from the table and say, hey, we might disagree on things, but that's okay. And that's what keeps pushing this world forward. Mm. And actually our disagreements and our unique qualities will help push whatever we create further. Hmm. So in Jesse's case, he's an incredible director of photography. 
And so I'm not as good as he is in that aspect. And so like I brought him on for a job a couple months ago and he made it incredible. Everybody needs a good DP. Everyone needs a good DP. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, Spielberg would tell you that, I think. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, like we just disagree on a lot of things, but we're willing to just be like, push those aside and be like, look, we're, we are brothers. Like we've got to, hmm. we've got to overcome those differences because that's what is actually what is actually progressive and what is actually pushing the envelope forward. Well, that's an, those are interesting statements. I okay, So here's what I was thinking about earlier, because, all right, you're an extrovert. We covered that. Mm -hmm. Your your advice for community is essentially build it. They're, they're built. They're not found. But you're an extrovert, mm -hmm. right? That's like, to me, that's like a contractor saying, oh, you, you need a house? You just build a house. Well, you're a contractor, so you know how to build a house or you're comfortable building a house. You're an extrovert. So you're comfortable building a community. Mm -hmm. What if, what if I'm not an extrovert? Cause I'm not, mm -hmm. what if I'm not, but I, but I would, so my argument is community is beneficial regardless of whether you're an in, introvert or an extrovert. In yep. fact, it might even be more beneficial for introverts sometimes, but I would say that it's probably objectively harder for an introvert to get all excited about building a community, even though they may need one. Mm -hmm. How, what's your advice to an introvert asking for a friend? <laughs> right. I would say find the thing that you love most and then finding the people who love that thing as well and, and asking them to join you on a ride. Uh, one of my really good friends, she is a crazy introvert, loves books. Mm. So she has an Instagram yeah. and posts a lot about her books and yeah. then people message her. Oh my God, I love that book. Right. And then she's like, well then let's talk about that book mm. and they talk about it and then they go off and they read their books by themselves. And so you can find commonalities in the things you love Yeah, because that like that is what is actually important. Um, one of the create creative club Chicago, one of our owners is an introvert. He didn't create the space to always be in a party with a bunch of people mm -hmm. and dan dancing around. Mm -hmm. He created it to have a space to work and then to sometimes have parties. Like, so he wants to sit around and have a space to work with his headphones on. But then if he needs to talk to somebody, he takes his headphones off. Um, but I think that, I mean, that's what you've got to really uh, focus on is what do you love and find the people that love that thing with you. And then you can talk about that together. Well, that'll help you overcome mm -hmm. your anxiety or yep. your fear or whatever. Exactly. What's what's the future? Well, let's talk first, like, what's the last four or five months looked like, given yeah. this community piece, yep. right? Like, so yep. all of a sudden you have this, you have this community, it's roll, it's rolling, it's, it's good for everybody. Yep. And then, bam, pandemic. Mm -hmm. What ha What happened? So, uh... Being a almost a company because Creative Club Chicago again is four owners, but we all have our own wedding brands. Yeah. yeah. So we all just kind of have like, I mean, realistically, what it is, it's our workspace that we happen to share. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like, if you look at like legally, that's what it is. Sure. Um, so when the March, I think 14th hit when Illinois said, shelter in place mm -hmm. Friday uh, the 13th was the last exactly I had out I, I kid day. you not I when that happened <laughs> I had I had a wedding on the 14th yeah I got a phone call at one in the afternoon yeah from the bride and said hey what are you doing tonight 
do you want to come to my parents' house? On the 13th. House? On the 13th. Because we knew it yep. was coming. Exactly. Like, do you want to come over to my parents' house and get us married today? I was like, yeah. She's like, actually, you're, I was doing video. They're like, you're doing video, but our photographer won't come because she's afraid of COVID. Can you do photo and video? So I called my buddy, Jesse. I'm like, Jesse, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. He's like, nothing. I was like, cool, great. We're going to go shoot this we're wedding. We're going to shoot a wedding tonight. And we're like, get your gear. We're leaving in an hour. On Friday the 13th. On Friday the yeah. 13th. Yeah. And we made it happen. Yeah. It was like 15 people in their yeah. parents' house. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was like three hours. Um, so you killed it. We killed it. It I was great. It. Uh, so, so yeah, Friday the 13th hit. I shot that wedding. And then Saturday happened. And... Uh, I texted the owners was like, all right, so what are we going to do? And then realistically he was like, all right, we, let's just all do exactly that. Let's stay at home. Mm -hmm. So we all got our gear, got what we needed to work. And then we all went home. Mm -hmm. Uh, being in the wedding industry, the hardest part was I had like 27 weddings planned for this year mm -hmm. and almost every single one of them postponed to next year. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them just simplified so yeah. they went from 150 to 20 people mm -hmm. were um, you still be were you still able to be involved in most of those yeah yeah okay yeah i could uh luckily i've done five weddings so far this year which normally i'd be at like 20 by now mm -hmm. um but i've done five weddings so far and i still have six more to go because those ones were like you know what we want to get married like we don't care about the celebration. Yeah, we don't want. Yeah, we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. We just yeah. want to get married, yep. and so that's what I'm doing. So, from a community standpoint, what do you do? What do you personally do for a community when you can't have community mm -hmm. the way that you typically? Yep, do? exactly. Uh, luckily, I live with two of my best friends that I went to college with, so that was incredibly lucky. Um, other people I know who lived by themselves, yeah. uh, they had to basically like hunker down and text their best friends, be like, hey, I'm going to be as cautious as I can. If you're going to be as cautious as I as you can, let's just like only go back and forth from each other's house. Right. And so they kind of found a best friend. Right. Um, I'm single, not married. I'm dating a girl, but, you know, single, quote unquote. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know. If I feel like a lot of the single people in Chicago specifically really struggled because you don't have a husband or wife. Right. And so now you have to like literally pick and choose who your friends are yep. because you also don't know what they're doing. And, exactly. and so I, I've seen, I mean, I went through a bout of sadness, not depression, not anxiety, just like bummed really because yeah. I couldn't see my people. Well, an extro extrovert. Right. Yep. Exactly. Right. Uh, I'm an, I'm an extrovert and also creative. So yep. I couldn't create cause I'm inside and I, I couldn't see a lot of my people. And so I was just like bummed out. Luckily I played a lot of call of duty. Um, you had to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, so, so it's interesting. I have, so my brother-in-law is a tremendous introvert and he would joke even at the beginning, he jokes less about it now cause it's just not as funny as it used to be. But at the beginning, he was like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Yeah, yeah. This sounds fantastic. Because my sister, his wife, is a lot more extroverted. And of course, she likes to bounce around and go all over the place and do this, that, and the other. And he's just like, I'm good. I'm. This is fantastic, you know? And I I thought that was interesting in that here you have this, this group of people, introverts, and I'm not as introverted as he is, um, that have a scenario happen that's really, really frustrating for somebody like yourself or my dad um, and a lot of other people. But for for an introvert, this was ideal in a lot of ways. But at some point, 
it's not good for you to not have community, right? Yeah. So what have you, what have you done, you know, as this has been drawn out, right? What are you doing now and what do the next six months look like, you think? Yeah. Um, I won't hold you to it. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I... Uh, I have slightly expanded my network of friends um, since shelter in place was lifted. We're all back and running at the studio. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's there mm-hmm. um, anywhere between like literally two to like 15 people. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might think that's crazy, but it's like, well, we're all, it's mainly the families. I mean, I'm, it's the three other guys, they've got wife and kids. And mm-hmm. so the wife and kids will come by, but like, we're all being smart. Right. So I get to see all them, which is like, I'm really lucky that, I live with my best friends and I work with my best friends mm-hmm. constantly. Like all of my work always is with my best friends. Uh, and so some people could say that's lucky. Others call it unhealthy, whatever, you know, we'll figure it out. Uh, so, um, the a next, bit of both maybe exactly a little bit of both. Um, so the next six months, uh, I do have a lot of weddings. Um, I'm still actually in September. I'm in a new city every single week which is kind of bonkers. Yeah. Um, some people might call that ridiculous. I'm like, well, I'm just doing my job. Yep. Uh, I do everything I can to be careful. Um, my mother is uh, autoimmune compromised. If she gets the cold, she's done. So yeah. I've got to be, I'm as cautious as one can be mm-hmm. with most things because mm-hmm. I always have been. Like mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. Uh, the next six months looks like a lot of hustle, like a lot of work because I need to pay my bills. And I have to pay off my student debt. So I'm doing everything I can to work within reason. So small number amount of people, far away, wearing masks, uh, not doing anything probably out of the ordinary, right? Yeah. Um, So I am shooting weddings, which does feel that extroverted self. Uh, And then uh, I am also going to start putting together... uh, like groups of worship teams. I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the churches in Chicago are shut down right now. Yeah. Uh, so I want to create a worship team. Um, cause again, communities built, not found. I want to create a worship team of anybody really that we're, we're just going to go worship in parks. You're going like, to go out outdoors and yep, just have a just outdoor session. outdoor sessions. Uh, because I haven't seen it. No one's doing it. Mm. And so I'm like, you know what? Uh, one thing that both the introverts and extroverts needs, both the introverts and extroverts need there is worship. And they need to be able to express that, I would say, creative uh, right and that religious right. Like a creative outlet almost. Exactly. It's yeah. almost like a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so introverts or extroverts, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create this outdoor worship session kind of thing. For anyone. For anybody. Sure. Like we're going to try to be as like just regular Christian as possible. We're not going to preach. We're not going to have messages. We're just going to be like, here's some worship music. You can put your mask on if you want. We, you know, uh, and then uh, we're going to worship. Regular. Regular. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to say anything crazy. (laughs) Just a regular guy doing regular stuff. Regular stuff. Um, So, uh, but a lot of it is making, like in the next six months, making sure that I'm fueling myself with either a friendship uh, or having intentional time with mm-hmm. a friend, mm-hmm. like just actually sitting down and be like, okay, we're not going to talk about work. We're not, not going to talk about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about like what fuels you yeah. and what fuels me yeah. and how we can 
help each other in any way, shape, or form. I like it. Oh, it sounds refreshing. Yeah. Like you have to do that. Yeah. Like introverts and extroverts, you, you have to be able to talk because you have to be able to think because talking is thinking. Yeah. And you have to be able to sit down with somebody and talk. Mm-hmm. So that's ultimately what I'm doing in the next six months is just like being more intentional with friendships. Uh, you know, it's since I know, I mean, I know now off of Instagram stories who's been smart and who hasn't. Right. Like, you know exactly who you can trust. There it is. And so uh, I... There is a you know large list of people I trust, mm-hmm. a small list of people I don't trust. Yeah, uh, and I will have like I'll I'll go have a beer with them outside, f- like six feet away. Yeah, like no problem. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll have them over for dinner if I know they've been quarantining themselves as much as possible. Mm-hmm. No problem, uh, because that's how we have to look at this right now. Is mm. how can we still be normal? but with restrictions right. because we need to be smart. We need to be cautious, right. uh, but we cannot let ourselves die. We cannot let our creative self die or introverted or extroverted self die. Yeah. We, like we have our personalities. We have to like feed that. We've got to. Well said. Yeah. Community is built. Yep. Not found. Exactly. And you've got to so focus if you're on waiting it. around for it. Yep. <laughs> Grab a hammer. Grab a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> and it, get to work. Yeah. And get to work. I mean, it's some people think like just because I'm an extroverted that it's, oh, it's just the natural thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the natural, natural thing. Cause I, as an in, extrovert naturally, I don't like planning. Right. Isn't uh, that a thing? Well, sure. I think that's like one of those things. That means or maybe you're not it's an a, maybe it's like an enneagram thing. I don't oh know, yeah, one oh, of boy. those things. You're I don't know those my things. brain up now. I don't. I do not know those things. I, I don't either. But I know people that know them. <laughs> yeah, and I know people that tell me what I am. Exactly. And yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, I got people and that I tell mean, me people what I am. Give me letters. You're, yep. you're these letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> sometimes now I I don't mean I don't have any disrespect for any of that stuff. I've seen no, value in a lot. of Exactly. That stuff. There's a lot of value. It's really cool. I think what's funny about it sometimes is when someone tells you your letters mm-hmm. for whatever and then you don't know like i don't know what uh, fjsh means yeah and then they look at you like how do you not know what yeah. you're an fjsh it's so apparent that you're how do you not know and i'm i don't know what it is I, yeah. if that's what i exactly am, that's what i am exactly then but sure. i don't know all that stuff yep. exactly i can't speak enneagram yeah. Yep. But that doesn't mean that I don't think it's, that's exactly. Yeah. Like I don't speak it at all. I think it's great for organizations to know. Super. Because then you can really place people in your organization where you think their strengths will suit them and make, build your company more. There's a tremendous amount of utility. Exactly. I just don't know all of them. Exactly. Same. And I, and when I, and I don't remember them very well uh, either, even when I have been taught them. Um, Yeah. I've had them a million times. I have no idea. They kind of come in and go away for me. Yeah. Um, tell me this. Who? Where is? Where's? Where? Where are you at on on the webs? I'm. I'm everything. I think everything is. I am Aaron Bean. Oh yeah, you're that guy. I'm that guy. I am. Yeah. Aaron exactly. Bean. Yeah. Uh, so everything is. I am Aaron Bean. Website. Uh, website. Website. It, uh, website is Aaron-Bean.com. See, that's a little different. It okay. is a little different. Aaron-Bean.com. Yep. Because okay. I, you know, when you start a business, you always want to have a creative name. Mm-hmm. And so I thought of a million different things. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to, my original Instagram, I think was, was like through Bean's eyes because I wanted people oh. to think like oh, they're seeing the world through my eyes. Sure. 
And then I was like, that's really hard to tell someone to follow. Through Bean's eyes, what? And I'm like, oh. You don't so want to have to explain it. I don't want to have time. to explain it. Yeah. So, you know. I am Aaron Bean is a lot Exactly. Easier. Originally, I was Aaron Bean Cinema, but then people would, for my business, but then people got confused. Like, wait, do you take photos? I'm like, well, yeah, I do both. Right. And so I switched to just Aaron Bean Photo right. Films because okay. I do both. Aaron Bean Photo Films. Yeah. Well, it's Aaron-Bean.com and then the company is Aaron Bean Photo Films. And it's all in the yeah. name. It's all in the name. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Sorry that it's a little strange. Dude, it's fine. You're Thank looking you for at having me. me. Yeah. I'm, and <laughs> it's like we're eight feet. This yeah. is a good solid eight exactly. feet. Exactly. So everybody knows. Exactly. But here we are and here we are. So exactly. I appreciate you doing this. This was Dude, a pleasure thanks, and yeah. very nice to meet you. And I'm excited to see how things go for you. Pumped. Let's Have go. a good one. You too.